All right, welcome back in to the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Visiting now with Louisiana Raging Cajun head football coach Michael Desermo. I, uh, I talked to George Munoz and tried to get him to, to say something funny about you. He refused. He didn't take the bait. Um, but, you know, in all seriousness, what's it like being a head coach, having guys that coached you, that you played with in George and the Lamar Morgan, just that relationship that you need in college football and that trust level, being able to be a head coach where it feels like, I mean, I know there's some guys on the staff you're still getting to know, but certainly there's some relationships there that, that go a ways back. It meant everything to me, you know, and there's a bunch of different schools of thought on it. Um, you know, some people are, are worried about the the dynamic of can they handle me being the head coach now. I've never – it's not really an issue for me, you know. I mean, I, I want people that I trust to the, to the core and people that I know are about the right things. And, you know, those two guys that you just spoke about in particular, I mean, they're, they're, they're real guys. I mean, they're loyal to the end and um, – We've got that type of staff. That's what makes what we do so much fun, and it makes it makes it easy to put the work in, do the things that we do, because we feel that way about each other. In terms of the signing class, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot in the early signing class for um, on on actual signing day, which we're recording at this time. Folks will hear it uh, the day or two after. But what uh, what about preferred walk-ons? How many guys uh, do you think are, are getting to campus and that at some point will be on scholarship, but just aren't officially part of this class? Well, you know, I mean, with preferred walk-ons, you never really know how it turns out as far as the scholarships go. You know, I mean, um, that kind of happens down the road as they kind of they kind of make their way in the program. You see if they pan out the way you think they will. Um, so basically, you know, we get to carry 135 people on the team. And this is a good question that you ask because people don't understand fully. So 85 can be on scholarships. So that means you can have 50 walk-ons. For us, it is incredibly important to get the best walk-on candidates that we can get here. Um, you know, the way that we practice and the way that we believe in development. Um, whenever we're in fall camp and spring practice, every single person on our team, they practice every day. They get reps every day and good, good on good periods and team periods and things like that. And so for us, it's critical to have the best walk-ons we can get. What's helped us is the fact that we've put so many on scholarship and have continued to do that. Um, so, you know, to put a number on it, you know, we got a bunch of them on the team right now that are good, great walk-ons that have a chance down the line. Um, but we're going to get to our 135 some way, shape, or form. And, um, you know, we recruit these kids. You know, we, we don't just take anybody that says, hey, I want to walk sure. on. We, we, we try to be really thorough with that as well because um, – I don't know. We just believe in giving everybody a real chance, and you have to have the right types of players that, to be able to do that. You know, to circle back on that, if if I can, Des, you mentioned during your press conference at National Signing Day some recent walk-ons that earned the scholarship, and folks might look at it and say, "Oh, well, you know, some kids left for the transfer portal, and now this." It's like you pointed out, you know, whether it be Hudson or or, or Patrick Mensa, and I'm leaving a few out, but that. And, and you can circle back to the previous staff, which you were on in terms of consistently guys that were walk-ons like a Shane Vallow and then became such a core piece. It's, it's, you would like to say, well, it's like that at every college football program, some more than others. It, at this program, it seems to be the case, though. Well, it certainly is, you know, and it's, to, you know, it's a phrase that Coach Napier coined. He, he called the heart, he called the walk-ons the heartbeat of our program. Um, and it's something that I, I truly believe in because – to come here and to pay your way and to do the things that are required 
it takes a special individual and um it's hard you know i mean shoot it's hard when you're when you're a scholarship player and you're a freshman and, and everything's new and it's hard and it's different and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you feel like you're buried and for these walk-ons that do it and do it with the best attitude you've ever seen and just a work ethic and just a you know joy to be here it, it means everything to us so for us you know i remember whenever i was growing up nebraska was like the walk-on university they had a great walk-on program they put kids on scholarship kids wanted to walk on there that's what we want this place to be for kids that you know that we recruit that we think are good enough and maybe the numbers don't work out however that goes um we want kids that maybe don't have offers that they feel really confident in going and signing scholarships to to come and give us a chance and um you know you have to reward the ones that deserve it though to continue to do that and for us i mean that's a huge point of emphasis for us you know as a staff we sat down and we had a couple guys leave and said look you know i said i think these guys deserve it and everyone on the staff you know said heck yeah let's you know these guys absolutely deserve it so um it's something we've done and something we'll certainly continue to do coach michael desimo our guest espn lafayette the best ticket in sports in regards to the actual class you know you We've covered it online, and, and folks can go and read up. I'm not going to ask you about each individual kid. I know you've talked a lot about it, but the transfer portal, you pointed out, listen, because of the COVID year and, and the, quote, super seniors, there weren't maybe as many openings as people thought. Aside from that, like, how much did the transfer portal, if at all, impact this signing class in your mind? Was there any different direction where if transfer portal isn't, I guess, what it currently is, do you think the class would have been different at all, or is it kind of what you expected? I really don't for us. Um, you know, the, the James Ohamba, who we cook, took out of the portal, he was a grad transfer. He'd have been available. Right. Um, Regardless, right. Correct. We took a junior college transfer. He'd have been available. And then we signed up a bunch of really, really good high school players. So it didn't really affect us a whole lot. Um, obviously, it, it was a negatively affected us, right, with some of the attrition we had. Um, it was just more publicized this year, you know. Every year you have kids that leave the program that, mm-hmm. that you really don't want to leave. This year the, the transfer portal was a hot topic. It'll continue to be. Um, but it's just something that we're going to have to adjust to and live with because that's, that's, the, that's the nature of it at this point. Um, but for us, I mean, you know, where we had an immediate needs and, and felt like we had impact players, we, we took some transfers. But, you know, I've said it and I believe this to the core, a program is built on kids that are going to be here for four or five years for kids that have an emotional investment and attachment to this place. Um, and that's just, that's just what I believe. And I've seen it work. And, um, you know, we're not going to stray far from that blueprint because I know it works. And, um, there's too many good high school players in our state and locally, you know, right outside of this state that, you know, you don't, you don't have to do that here. Continuity in sports is, you know, I, I don't think you could put, a, obviously, a price tag on it, uh, for lack of better words, and I think continuity anywhere. But I'd even say, like, at a, at a strong uh, G5 program like UL that finished 16th in the country. And, you know, as you said, it's, yeah, certainly it helps in recruiting when you walk in with the longest winning streak in college football. But I think continuity is such a big part of that success. I mean, it's, it's part of the plan as to why you were promoted. And like you said, you want to build it with continuity in mind. Certainly not to say you never – take a transfer or a JUCO kid or whatever, but at the core of it, you never want to be one of those places where, okay, we got 
50, 60 new players this year. Where did they come from? I don't recognize any of that. That's not what you guys are doing here. You are trying to build it at the foundation with that continuity in mind. We are, and, and I believe, you know, and some every, every university is different. At our university, you don't have to do it that way. Um, and, you know, truthfully, our community, that's really not the way they want it built, to be honest with you. They like to see the local names that they recognize, that they know. Um, I firsthand have seen how a community gets behind a local product in myself. And, you know, the support I've received from this university has been phenomenal and, and just really unimaginable for me. Um, and I just I think that in this particular case, when you're at the University of Louisiana, I just don't believe that you got to do it that way. And, um, you know, for us, it's uh, it's something that we strongly believe in as a staff. And it's something that, you know, we take pride in development. And we say that all the time. We like to get these kids in here that we have we have our hands on. And you know what? If they redshirt, great. They don't play for two years, great. They'll continue to develop. They don't play for three years, great. At some point, they will develop into players that we really, really want here and that are very good players for us. And we take pride in that approach. Coach Michael Desimo has uh, has been our guest. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Our last question, it's – I don't know that it would ever come to fruition, but let's say your staff just got together for a little pickup football game. All right. I mean – Who's are you a quarterback? I know George, you know, flung it around in the Arena League back in the day. Like, which is is he the other quarterback? And and who's who's winning here? Who's who's the best? Because I know you're really competitive, but there's some other guys on this staff. I mean, neighbors might get in there and, and run over some folks. So, what would a what would a uh, a staff pickup football game look like in your mind? It would probably be more physical than a, a two hand touch game should be. You know, with guys like neighbors in there and, and Lamore Morgan. Don't, don't let Coach Morgan fool you now. He's quiet and everything, but he was not that way on the field. Um, yeah, Coach Munoz would have to play quarterback because he's not going to get out there and run around, you know. He's so taking the shotgun and just two seconds yeah, throw. Yeah, that's time. right. You know, so he could, he could he could get the ball out. He 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 could do that for us. Uh, you know, it, I can promise you this: if you ever seen us play basketball at noon, it gets way too heated for what we are so i'd imagine the football game would go the same way (laughs) got to keep the competitive juices flowing uh mike appreciate the time man i know that with signing day wrapped up it's you have a few days off probably the first time and i don't know uh, since last summer so uh, enjoy it i know you're gonna be hanging out with your family but uh, all the best man we'll talk to you down the line scott thank you it's always a pleasure